Hey, we are going into the first week of a series called Detox. Everybody say Detox. And, uh, and what that's going to be is we, we know that one season prepares you for the next, right? I mean, even look at the cyclical cycle, the natural seasons. One season's preparing for the next season, right? You got, you got a growing season, then you got harvest, and then you let the ground lay for a while to get, get and build up nutrients, and then you replant the next year during spring, and then you harvest. It's kind of that thing. And, and we now, wow, that was loud. Hello. Do I need to get a different mic? Okay. Let's get that fixed, please. That is super, super loud. Or is it just me? It's just me? Okay. Maybe it's just me. Um, we, we are about to go into a season of, of <laughs> sorry, it is really loud. Okay. Can we get that fixed, please? Okay. Are we there yet? Okay. Thank you. We are going, I'm going to try this one more time. Into a season of growth. We know this about church and people and cultures is that most of y'all follow kind of the semesters. You have kids, you've had kids, you've been in school, you follow the semester season. So we know that summer is a time where people are just bouncing around, they're on vacation, they're doing family reunions, they're, they're doing a lot of different things. So you look around and you see that there's people you haven't seen here for a while that are here today and they may not be here next week because it's still summertime, right? Um, it's kind of that thing. But we do know that September and this year it's August is that people start school again. So in the church world, the, the, the September, that whole season is a big season of growth for us because people are falling back into their church rhythm, and then you also have new people that want to come, and they're trying to start their semester, school semester off right, and they're going to give church another chance. Um, and saying that, uh, we, we, we want to know if we're ready for that season of growth, and the chances are I'm not sure if we are or not. But, but I have something that I think is going to, going to help us because, because here's the thing. Is that, that so, a lot of people, even, even you're here today, we're not necessarily in the church flow. We're not necessarily in the God flow. It's just kind of a season, the summer season. And, and, and some of us, to be real honest with you, come, come when everything falls back into place. It's going to be a time where, where we, it, it's time for us to stop doing some of the things that, start doing some of the things we should be doing. And quite frankly, it's sometimes we need to, a time where we need to stop doing some of the things we started doing. Amen? Don't judge me. Look. And it's a season of preparation. And, and, and here's the thing is that God is going to, to, we're going to prepare over the next 21 days for God to move through us and in us so that we can touch this community. So that we can help those that are far from God realize that they don't have to be. So here's how we're going to prepare. My wife just so eloquently, eloquently um, easy for me to say, said, um, we're, we, we, back in January, I don't know those of you that have been with us, we, we did it. We start off the year with the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you remember that I told you that as a, as a lead team, we were going to begin to devote our lives and live a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. And I have somewhat, okay? Just being real with you. Don't judge me, because y'all ain't fasting either, so it's all right. I'm still doing better than you, so don't even, all right? So, so I've done okay with it. I've done okay with the prayer and fasting thing this year. I've, de- I've definitely been on my radar. I've done more than I have in last year, and I plan on the next year doing even more than I did this year. That, that's a goal in my life. And, and so this month, we are going to prepare ourselves spiritually for what God wants to do in and through you. So my wife, again, 21 days of prayer and fasting starting tomorrow. It's going to be incredible. I'm super stoked about not eating for the next 21 days. I'm serious. I know you laugh, but I'm serious. I'm super stoked because if you were in the fast with us in January, it did amazing things in people personally, and it did amazing thing in our church corporately. 
It did amazing things in our community. It was just, it was a really, it's the best fast I've ever been a part of, part of. And I know that this one is going to be even better. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you've got an opportunity to pray at our offices from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 8 at 8 p.m. And then Saturdays from 9 to 10. And then this is the coolest part. And if you haven't got this invite on Facebook, then, then you need to find somebody that goes to this church and, find it and, and get yourself invited. And you want to make sure you're here. August 27th. Everybody say August 27th. August 27th, we are having a night of worship right here. And it is going to be awesome. And I'm not overselling or underdelivering. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. We got at least three other churches that are going to be involved. Come on, somebody. Unity in the body is an important thing, isn't it? And so Simple Church, Reaction Church, uh, Merging Ministries, and I don't know who else is going to be involved with that. There's other churches that may. Um, but it's going to be an incredible thing. Um, the people playing are from other churches in our church as well. Combined worship set. It's going to be awesome. And, and that's how we're kind of ending our fast on August 27th. So we're going to go. And, and here's the cool thing. You know what the theme of the, the worship night is? Hunger. Yeah, I think that's a coincidence. No, because we all going to be hungry, angry, hangry people. We're going to need Jesus on the 27th. Come on, somebody. Right? You know? And so, so we're going to get a hold of God, and I believe that this will be a powerful night. You need to get on your calendar, and you need to make sure you don't miss it, and there will be child care. And why are we going through this season of prayer and fasting? I just want to remind you before we get into today's message. Is it, it starts in Matthew 17, 19 through 21. It says this, Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why wouldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, they're talking a literal mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be, be impossible for you, but this kind does not go out except by what? Say it with me. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Listen, this has got to be an important part of your life as a Christ follower. If you haven't fasted, if you don't have a lifestyle of fasting, then you are missing you are missing out on the life that God has for you as a Christ follower. You're missing out in the power and presence that he has for you. There's so much more to this life when, when you begin to live a lifestyle of prayer and fasting, you, you don't even realize. And the reason we pray, why do we pray? Remember in January, those of you that may not be here, go listen to January's series, and we talk about this. Why do you pray? You pray because it connects us to God. Prayer is our communication to God and his communication back to us. It connects us to God. And number two, Number two, fasting disconnects us from the world. Because how many of you know we got too much world in us? Come on, I'm just, I do. I got good. It's, it's, that's why we do prayer and fasting. It helps us focus on God. And so, so prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. And, and here's where we go. We got a book for you to help you out during these next 21 days. You can get it back here at the Orange Tent. It's 10 bucks. It's called Too Busy Not to Pray. It's by a guy named Bill Hybels. Um, he's, a, he's a pastor out in the Illinois area. Phenomenal, phenomenal book. If you've ever, it's an easy read, if you've ever wondered, why do I pray, why should I pray, prayer just doesn't do anything for me, I pray and I feel like there's a, 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 a ceiling between me and God, that he's just not there, if, if that's you, and I have been there, then you need this book, I promise you. It will put prayer in a different framework than you've ever seen it before. So go get that book today, it's 10 bucks, we're not making money off of it, we're just covering the cost, okay? You guys ready? All right. So the next 21 days, we, we're going to be focused on this one word. Everybody say it with me. It's detox. Say detox. Detox. Detox means this, removal of toxic substance from a living organism. Removing, removal of toxic substance from a living organism. So <clears throat> here's the thing. Toxins are, what are toxins? 
They're just things that you ingest, right? They're things that you put inside of you. They're in our food. They're, they, you know, they're in the air. We breathe them. We drink them. Whatever the case may be, they're things, they're toxic substance. They're things that we ingest. And listen, every one of us do it. But here's the thing as Christ followers, we're triune beings. You know what that means? We're, we're soul, mind, and body, right? We've got three parts to us. We've got our soul. We've got our mind. We've got our body. And as Christ followers, we also tend to ingest things that affect our soul, they infect our mind, and they infect our body as well. And we're going to talk about all three of these over the next several weeks during this fast. But, but today, specifically, we're going to talk about, about those, those spirit things, the toxins that are in our spirits. We're going to talk about a spiritual detox, if you will. And so we're going to break it up really easy. So if you've never fasted before, I encourage you to go without food for the next 21 days. Do a Daniel fast. Go without food, period. Just do water for the next three days, next 24 hours. Do something, to go without food. I promise you it'll change your life, okay? Because every time you see fast listed in the Bible, it has to do with food, okay? But if you can't do that, I'm giving you an out. I, I hate giving you an out because, you know, it just, you're going to take it, and that's okay. But, but, but do, do this. For the next six days, I'm going to talk about something on Sundays, and then I'm going to challenge you to do that during the next six days. So it'll be real easy. I'm not asking you to do it for life. I'm not asking you to do it for the next 21 days. But I am asking you, on top of those of you that are doing your fasting, take the next six days and, and fast the topics that we're going to talk about. Does that sound simple? Can you do that? Yeah, you could do, I could do anything for six days. Come on, right? Anything. So, so, so six days is not hard to ask. And, and when you think of detoxing, you think of like drugs and alcohol usually, don't you? Like really, you think about a detox center, those kind of things, which reminds me of a joke. I don't know why you're moaning. This one's actually funny again. For those of you visiting, my jokes are awesome. I don't know what they're talking about. So, so it's a Boudreaux joke. Remember we talked about Boudreaux last week. Boudreaux, he, he's down south. He's a Cajun. He gets pulled over by the cops. And, and a cop pulls, he's, he's swerving all over the road. And he's just going wild. And, and looks like, looks like uh, Plinko on the side of the road. You know, he's just going back and forth. And the cop pulls him over. He comes up to his door and says, Boudreaux, you've been drinking. He said, no, sir. No, sir. I'm just drinking water. He said, man, it sure smells a lot like wine. He said, Jesus done did it again. He said, he said, no, seriously, Boudreaux, you, 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 you definitely seem like you've been drinking. Now, we, we're going to have to give you a breathalyzer. He said, no, no, you can't did that now. You can't did that. I can't do no breathalyzer. He goes, why is that? He goes, well, I've got asthma, and if I do this, I'm going to end up dying on the side of the road. I, you can't do the breathalyzer. He goes, okay, well, then we're going to take you down to the station, and we're going to do a blood test. He said, no, you can't did that. He said, why is that? He said, because I got, I'm a hemophiliac, and if you do that, I'm going to bleed all out. You can't, you can't did that. He said, okay, well, well, then what we're going to have to do is you're going to have to walk this line. You've got to walk this straight line. He said, no, 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 I can't did that, sir. He said, why not? He said, because I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Almost offensive, but it's funny. It's funny. Listen, listen, I, I want us to think about detox in a broader term. Now, listen, if you're struggling with alcohol, you need to detox from that. That is a real thing. If you're struggling with drugs, we need to get you help and detox from that. That is a real thing, okay? I know they're real problems, but I want to think of it on a, a broader, broader spectrum as well, okay? So let's start in the Scripture. I think, I think the Bible is always a good place to start. How about you? 2 Corinthians 6, 14 <clears throat> through 7, 1. It sounds like a lot, but it's not. <clears throat> we're we're going to start here. It says, don't be yoked. Now Listen. Yoked is an agrarian term, but in, in this scripture, yoked is the, the, the word, uh, that original translation is kononia. And you don't need to know that, but it is important that you understand what this word means. When he's saying don't be yoked, yoke, the kononia is closeness or common fellowship with. 
okay? So don't be close. Don't have common fellowship with. That's where we're at right now. Those of you, be careful of your level of closeness is what he's saying here. So, so do not be close or have common fellowship together with unbelievers. Now, now that's not saying that we don't friend unbelievers and we reach out to them, but our closest relationships should be like-minded individuals that are helping us go in the same direction. Does that make sense? Those, those should be our, as Christ brothers, that should be our close. So don't be yoked, don't be close, or have common fellowship together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? And that's just another way of saying the devil, Satan. Uh, what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Listen right here, you need to get this. For years, for centuries, we've been trying as Christians to, get God, to, get, to go to church to meet God when God's been trying to get God, him inside of us. Does that make sense? See, he wants, he, this, this, this church building, and although this is a school so it doesn't work real well, but pretend we're in a real church building. It's not blessed. It's not holy. It's not, it's not this, this sacred place. You are. you are. You are God's temple. It doesn't say this is God's temple. It says you are God's temple. Do you understand? Remember, it's a, you are God's favorite. You are God's temple. You are where he wants to dwell. God doesn't dwell in a building. He dwells in people. Come on. So you are holy, not the building. As God has said, moving on, I will live with them. And walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, what is it there for? Anytime you see therefore, you need to ask what it's there for. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. He says be separate. He says, listen, I want to be a more intense part of your life, part uh, in your home, in your workplace, in every part of your life, but, but you can't do it if you're too yoked to those other things. That's what he's saying here. So the level of God that you're experiencing is based on the level of the world that you have in your life. Did you guys catch that? The level of God that you're experiencing is based on how close you are to the world, how close you are to him. Listen, and here's the thing. This isn't a heaven or hell thing, guys. Don't get this. If you've accepted Jesus, he's your Lord and Savior, you're living for him, cool. You're in heaven, you're there, it's done. It says there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. That's a done deal. This is a different thing. This is a lifestyle thing. This is a power and presence of Jesus daily in your life with God. This is the, the freedom that you will have. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, you can talk back. I need, I just talk. Just somebody just talk to me. Just, the more you talk, the, the more I feel like I'm doing, doing right. If not, maybe I need to change. I don't know. But anyway, touch, not, un, touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, what promises? The promises are what? That, that I will, he will be our God, and we will be his people. Those are the promises. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves. That's fasting. That's fasting. I know you don't want to hear it, but that's fasting. From everything that contaminates everything that toxifies our body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of a reverence for God. Listen, you detox yourself from the world and the things of it, and God's presence is going to be powerful in your life. That's what he's saying. 
You're going to experience God at a level you never thought possible if you will decontaminate, detoxify yourself from the things of this world. And there's some symptoms that we need to be aware of. So you're like, I don't know that I need to detoxify myself. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Here, here's, a, here's a symptom, and, and Psalms 13.2 says it this way. And this is King David. This is a guy that was considered a man after God's heart. Isn't that cool? Like, that's like, who are you? I'm David, man after God's heart. I'd be having that on a t-shirt. I'd round my head backwards so when I looked in the mirror I could remember. I mean, I would have swagger, dude, seriously. You may not be able to fit my ego through the door. Like, I'm a God. I guess I wouldn't be a man after God's heart, though, if I had an ego like that. So that's why I'm not that guy. He says this, he says, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts? So how long am I going to have this wrestling match with my thoughts? So those of you that are struggling with your thought life right now, in any area, this is for you. You need a detox in your life. If you're wrestling with your thoughts, like, I want to do this, but I just keep doing this. I just can't seem to catch a breath. Why can't I just get this right? Why, 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 why? I want to, but I, I just can't. And every day have sorrow in my heart. So how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Get control of your thoughts. That's the whole thing. Your thoughts are toxic. Your thoughts are causing you to feel defeated. Your thoughts are, are, are causing depression, and they're causing anxiety, and they're causing doubt, and they're causing fear, and there's all this emotional stuff going on. And, and here's the prescription. Here's the prescription. Listen, not what, you know 77% of Americans on a prescription drug of some type? That's a big number. I said 77% of Americans are on a prescription drug of some type, many of those being depression, uh, antidepressants. Listen, but here's, the, here's, the, here's God's prescription for what you need to overcome. Listen, Romans 8 says this. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. How many need some life and peace? Man, doesn't this just sound awesome? Like, I just want to lay on the banks of the river and just be like, ah, peace, life. I mean, seriously, isn't that, that's like being on vacation on the beach in Mexico. That's like, yeah, right? So, so the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Therefore, brothers, again, what's it there for? We have an obligation as sisters too, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death, you detox from the misdeeds of the body, you will what? That's a question. You can answer. Come on, guys. You're a little quiet today. You can what? Live. You will live. Isn't there free? There's so much freedom right here. But we have to do our part. We have to detox from from the, the enemy's thought processes, from the things the enemy's trying to tell us, and fix our eyes on the things above. Fix our eyes on the Word of God. Fix our eyes to the things that are Jesus saying. That is where... Is that that brings life, right? It says, I come to give you life, and abundant life is what John says. And there's life and abundant life in God. But listen, any detox, I know, have anybody ever done a real, like, physical detox? Yeah? You know, what's one thing you got? You actually take stuff out, right? But you also have to put things in. 
So we're going to talk about some things, three things that I'm going to challenge you this week to detox from, to take out of your life, and then three things to put in your life to help you bring nourishment to your life. Because, man, you, you've done a detox or done some weight loss, whatever, what's the one thing? Man, you, you get done and you feel like you could charge hell with a squirt gun, you know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, you feel good, don't you? I mean, you feel great after that. And, and, but, but once I get it, I, I just feel great. But listen. You can feel that way spiritually too. And I think some of us have forgotten what it feels like to be detoxified spiritually. And that's what I want for you more than anything today is I want you to walk out of here feeling the process of detoxification in your spirit starting. Because, man, that's the most important thing that we've got is our spirit, man, how we relate to God will will totally uh, dictate how we relate to other people. Every area from the heart from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Life flows. And I want you to have a good life. I want you to have an amazing life. I want you to have abundance in God that he promises. But, but you've got to get rid of some things. We've forgotten what it means, how good you can feel spiritually. And we've forgotten this because, number one, we've allowed ourselves to, to operate in doubt. That's the first thing. We've allowed ourselves to operate in doubt. See, we, we've, we've strictly began, we have as a society, we believe what the world says, don't we? We believe what the world says, and, and we have, we have, we have, we, we've gotten away from what God says, from what God's reality is. We're away from God's reality, and we're focused on earth's realities. You don't think we are? Watch the news. How do you feel when you watch the news? You don't feel edified and encouraged. I promise you that. Right? You feel angry, upset. You feel maybe forgotten or overlooked, or you feel, whatever the case, frustrated. Right? You feel duped. You feel unsafe. I mean, you don't watch the news and leave and go, man, I feel, whew, this is awesome. You're like, man, this world sucks. This is going to hell in a handbasket quickly. I mean, don't you? Let's be real. We, and and so, so the world is falling. The sky is falling every time we turn on the news. It's crazy. And what it does is it causes us to forget that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not beneath. Come on, somebody. That we shall lend and not borrow. That's what my word says, and that's who I am as a Christ follower. Come on. It's good news. That's you. That's me. See, it's time that we get more in tune with God's reality for our life than the world's reality for our life. Right? We've got to shut some things off. Excuse me. So the one thing I want you to do this week is say this. And, and if you got your connect, write this down. If you can write it down somewhere, find something, write it down. I will trust what God says. I will trust what God says. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. And if you've been in church any length of time, it says what? Trust in the Lord. With what? All your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. You've got to trust what God says if you're going to remove the doubt in your life. If you're going to detoxify yourself from uh, doubt, you've got to nourish yourself with faith. You've got to nourish yourself with trust. The next thing we need to detox ourselves from is negativity. Negativity. How many of you guys like the uh, Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, chubby little belly all stuffed with fluff. You guys need some coffee this morning, or I'm just that bad. It's either way, I'm good. I just need to know where I stand. But you are, you negativity, you know what I'm talking about. You know those people, and I have some relatives, it doesn't matter how good things are, man, they see the negative in everything. You know who I'm talking about, right? Man, 
man, I just, I, I wish it would rain. I'm so, just, man, why, why can't it just rain? Or, man, why does it got to be so hot? Or then the winter comes in Ohio, right? Why does it got to be so cold? I can't wait for summer. Why does it got to be so hot? I can't wait for winter. You're like, what? Can you, you're schizophrenic. Can you just be happy with something? And those of you who are schizophrenic, I'm not making fun of you. Please don't take that that way, I'm saying. It, 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 